Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welcome back to the Schmo Zone, episode 103. I'm Dave Schmolenson, a.k.a. The Schmo. My co-host is... Helen e with Helen e Sports. And today's guest is undefeated UFC strawweight Tatiana Suarez. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you. That's weird. <laughs> yeah, thanks for coming yeah, on the show. you can move these however Because you want. I know you had quite an eventful day, right? Yes, I did. Very eventful. <laughs> Yeah, I know, like car problems, everything. Yeah, and then, but I made it to everything that I was supposed to, so that's good. I had PT, I had strength and conditioning, I had this. Then I'm gonna go probably do some MMA grappling, and then hopefully top golf. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I pushed everything back, so now it's all kind of tight. But it's yeah. okay. Well, thanks for coming on the show, no, and I appreciate well, it. speaking of PT, because I know you and I we caught up back in April, right? Um, and you're kind of giving me an idea of how like your healing was going and when you were kind of anticipating getting back in the octagon. So is there kind of an update with that? Yeah, so um, I was doing really well and then um, I was grappling almost like every single day. And then um, my knee started to get more inflamed like when I started doing stand-up and stuff. So I think I'm gonna have to push it back a little bit. Like I was thinking maybe July, but now I'm like maybe September. Hopefully October maybe, um, but I don't know. My brother was like, maybe you can jump on that Paris card, and I'm like, I'm sorry, I do not want to go to Paris. Oh really? <laughs> no, like it's not fun to go somewhere far when you're fighting. Yeah, the jet lag. And yeah, everything. the yeah, and then just like I don't know, how to explain it. It's like by the end, you just want to get home, and well, Paris is really far, so it's not like a hop. You know what I mean? It's like okay, a long flight back home. So. For sure. I can't believe we're approaching three years. June 8th of 2019, right. UFC 238. Yeah. You beat Nina Astronoff. That was the last time we saw you in the octagon. Yeah. 8-0. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a while, so I can't wait uh, to get back in there. So hopefully September or whatever. Hopefully. I mean, I feel really good um, like when I grapple and stuff, which is obviously my strong suit. Um, it's just like for some reason when I did stand-up, like it started to swell up. And no one kicked it or anything, so it was just, like, very strange, like, how it just started to... I honestly think it could be bursitis. I actually have a history of bursitis. Like, when I was in high school, you know, I wrestled, obviously, because I wrestled since I was really young, but in high school, it blew up, and I literally had, like, huge knees. Like, they were... It looked like... Honestly, it really did look like boobs on my knees. <laughs> it's okay. We're uncensored here. <laughs> I was like, um, these look straight. Like, it looked, it was really strange. And I had both of them on both knees. And I wrestled like this for like an entire season. So, 
Yeah. Was it was there like fluid built up? In yeah, it's like it's like a it's a fluid. So like and it so it makes it's very painful because obviously when you shoot and stuff, like it it hurts. And like I just had surgery, so like there was there's like fluid in there, and then I'm like trying to get like full flexion and everything like that, and then obviously come back from this like severe knee injury because it's not just like an ACL. Like I I tore also the the outside ligaments as well, so <clears throat> which is a little bit harder to come back from because the the outside um, ligaments they're they're in control of the flexion so when they're tight like that it's really hard to get your flexion back um, but when you add inflammation to that it makes it even more difficult because it's just like so much inflammation there that it's hard for it to bend. Do you feel like you've been battling injuries more as an MMA fighter than you were as a wrestler? Um, I didn't even really have any major injuries until the end of my career with wrestling. Um, I didn't have any surgeries or anything, but I was also very young. Like, um, I retired from wrestling at like what 21 years old. So I'm sure if I continued to wrestle, I would sustain more injuries. Like, obviously, I had a, a severe neck injury. That's why I didn't wrestle anymore. And so then, um, and then obviously because of that, I found out I had cancer and stuff. So like, I was able to get diagnosed and like properly treated for for that. So like, that worked out well for me, you know. So, but um, yeah, I think I'm just you know. As you, as you progress through your career, you're bound to get a little bit more injuries. Mine just happened to be like, well, this injury. I don't. I've never had a knee injury in my life, but I got really unlucky. Actually, someone asked me like prior, maybe like two weeks before I got injured, like, oh, have you ever injured your knees? I'm like, no. And then I injured my knee two weeks later. I was like, I swear, I got jinxed. So you really need to do a little knock on oh, just to make sure. I like. always tell David, <laughs> even yesterday, I forgot what we were talking about, but he was like, oh, I've never, or this, like, certain thing has never happened to me. And I'm like, you got to knock on wood. If you can't <laughs> find wood, you have to knock on your head. <laughs> For sure, yeah. Yeah. And you're doing your swim meet coming up, right? Yeah, next weekend. I'm so nervous. Yeah? Yeah. Well, it's been 16 years since I last swam in USA Swimming. So even just, like, re-registering in it, and, and then they tell you about, like, USADA, and I'm like, trust me, I understand the USADA protocols yeah. and how strict they are and stuff. Yeah, it's very strict. Yeah, but... I just don't use anything, so... Like Except chocolate even. milk. Yeah, chocolate milk. <laughs> That's like the I have best to recovery. Have that, you know, it is. It's supposedly it's supposed to be really good for you. That's why they have it at the PI, I guess. <laughs> but um, last time we spoke too, back in April, about your return, and then hopefully we'll see you in September. Are you still planning on uh, one twenty-five? Yeah, I'm, okay. I'm still gonna do that. But then, eventually, I'm gonna go down. I'm not staying at one twenty-five. I just want to just not focus on my weight cut and like just focus on my performance because when you add all those other stuff like the weight cutting and stuff that's just like way too much stress like every time I get a fight I know I have to cut weight I get stressed because I don't want to cut weight <laughs> but um this time it will just be a lot easier because I won't have to cut very I mean it would be like little to no weight you know what I mean because like usually when I start camps I get down pretty easily like to you know like 130 so, and when I used to fight at 115, I would stay at 130, like, even if I was, like, eating anything I wanted. So it was, like, not that hard of a cut, because once I got down to, like, 125, I only cut, like, maybe nine pounds a week of. Well, speaking <clears throat> of 115, though, a lot has happened since right. April, right? Like, mm -hmm. and we spoke about the Carla versus Rose fight, yeah. and then Carla beat her, and... 
Yeah, Carla's last loss was to you. You're the last person to beat Carla Esparza. I don't really know if she really beat her, but I don't even know what that was. What did you think of that? I'm still trying to process it. The other day, me and me and this guy, we were like walking towards each other, and we kind of did like the, you know, when you do that. I was like, what's going on here? Is this the Carla and like Rose fight, or what's happening here? Because like we were just like, didn't know which way to go. It was really strange. But (laughs) um, no, it really was. It was like the battle of the faints out there. I don't really know how they. How do you even score that fight? Like, what was the scorecards? So actually, weird story. Um, I was in Atlanta when I when I was watching this fight, and my phone mysteriously broke. I kid you not. Like right after the fight, I didn't even know who won the fight. Wait, it just it broke. It literally stopped working. Like my screen literally just after went. the Carla and Rose fight. Yes, like I didn't get to see Gagey versus Oliveira. Wow. Um, Oliveira. Like I still have not. I have yet to see that fight. Um, but you know who won that fight. I know who won because, I mean, eventually. Yeah. You got a phone. We're not well, living in under a rock <laughs> Yeah, <here>. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so eventually I got my I got a phone. And then, well, I asked my brother, like, who won the fight? And then he was like, oh, so-and-so won the fight. Because I was with my grandma, so I just used my grandma's phone. Yeah. And then, <laughs> but, um, yeah, it just stopped working. Wow. So it was really weird. Like, people, supposedly people were probably blowing me up because... Yeah. Obviously, I was the last person to beat Carla, so everybody's like, oh, that's your belt, blah, blah, blah. You know how that goes. And so then, um, but yeah. But you know how that was the rematch, and then um, Carla beat Rose in the inaugural um, fight for the strawweight title. title? Yeah. So were you, like, surprised kind of what happened? Because I know that rematch, it was eight years after the first fight, and just, like, how Rose performed I was very surprised at how little she did like she was just so scared of the wrestling and I honestly don't think that that Carla is that much better in that department than Rose so I felt like Rose could have done she could have grappled with her a lot more and it would have been fine like I felt like she could have beat her in that department. Like, she went, um, she fought, what, Wiley Zing or whatever. Yeah. And she grappled with her a lot during the fight. Yep. And she did well. So, like, I was very surprised that she didn't just try to grapple more. Like, why not go on the ground? Like, why not? And I don't think, in terms of strength, that Carla is physically stronger than Wei Li, or that they're at least probably similar on similar levels in the strength department. Yeah, I, I can't imagine. I mean, I fought Carla. Yeah. So I know her strength, right? And so, yeah, I don't think so. I don't know. <sighs> it's interesting. I'd have to fight Whaley to understand. You and, know? and she's got a big fight this upcoming weekend yeah, against Joanna. I can't yeah. wait. Winner of that's probably fighting for the, not probably, is going to be end up fighting Carla for the title. Yeah, that will be good. Um, can you imagine Joanna versus Carla if she wins that fight? It'd be a rematch, and, and I think Joanna's already beaten yeah. her, right? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying, yeah. So, like, I just think, like, that would be an easy fight for Joanna. That would be another. Well, that's what I thought for, about Rose. But, man, Carla's going to hate me after she sees this. Interview. Well, I was going to say, but there's <laughs> got to be something. There's got to be some sort of mental edge in already having a victory over an, in an opponent and having a rematch, you know? I think mm-hmm. maybe 
Rose had some trepidations going into the fight for the takedown. You know, she choked her out. She took her back in that first fight. You mm-hmm. know, she wanted to keep it standing. She had a game plan, and she was, you know, maybe stub- a little too stubborn to a fault to stick to that game plan. Right. And that's why there was such little activity. And, you I think know. she maybe got, like, I don't know, did she maybe anxiety or something out there? It's very possible. Has she been interviewed since the fight happened? Um, <clears throat> I haven't seen her do any interviews. Yeah. I've only seen Pat Barry do yeah. interviews since. And what did he say? Well, Pat, which what was weird for that fight, not weird, but different. I feel like Pat was kind of her main person in the corner, kind of the lead role over Trevor Whitman in her corner for this particular fight, more so than the other fights I've seen, the recent title fights. So I just think that they had a game plan. She stuck to the game plan, and mm-hmm. even when the game plan wasn't going her way, even in the championship round, she still took stuck to it, and that's why we saw such little inactivity. Yeah, I was I was wondering why. Like, did they tell her at all, like to like pick it up during the fight or anything? Like, maybe. Uh, I feel like I have to go back and watch. I just it. feel like there was no urgency. I, exactly. Yeah. I don't feel like <clears throat> there was any sense of urgency on her end. I'd have to go back to watch it, but even just being there live, like I yeah. can't imagine being in like a world title fight and like doing that little and then being like at the end of the round being like I won that round like I would not be confident going in like I'd be like did I win that round did I lose that round I don't even know but then also as the champion it's the challenger's job to take that belt from the champion so maybe you have that psychologically going in the back of your mind is she doing enough to take this belt away from me maybe you have a little bit of that going on in the corner as well hmm yeah, I don't know. <laughs> on, the si- on a side note of kind of what you said, like if after a round you'd be questioning, did I win a r- that round or mm-hmm. did I lose that round? What's your thoughts on open scoring? Like, do you think they should implement it? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't see what's the um, what's the argument against it. Like, that's what I want to know. Argument against it is let's just say you have somebody who's up a couple of rounds, right? Um, What's to stop them from just coasting in that final round, or if it's a championship? Well, I feel like if someone knows that they're winning for sure, anyways, you know what I mean. Like, why would they would probably coast anyways, right? Well, but but you would never fully know that you're winning. But it's the but if you know that you're winning, you you're up two car. Let's say it's a three round fight. You know you're up. You know, ten nines on both first round, second round. Well, I feel like even then, um, like say I'm losing, right? And you're saying it makes someone coast, right? Well, it's up to me, right, to force a fight. So if I'm, like, chasing someone around trying to beat them up, they're going to have to fight me anyways, right? So, like, I feel like either way there's going to be a fight occurring, right? Like, I mean, how how much can you really run around the ring? Well, or if, <laughs> or if that person who's up's a wrestler and just kind of just sits on the person or just, you know, peppers them a, a, across the cage, puts the weights on weight on them, lean on toe, them, and not engage in the Toe stomps, maybe? Yes, toe no, stomps. <laughs> hold them down on the ground, side control the entire fight or the entire round. That's probably the fear. Well, if you can't get up, then you lose. Yes. <laughs> maybe it's hard just saying this to a wrestler. <laughs> Tradition, I mean, but... Like, uh, people are always like, yeah, you just laid on them. I'm like, it's their job to get up. I don't know what to tell you. What the hell? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I'm like, it's like, you know, I don't know how to explain it, but I mean, if we were in a street fight and I got you on the floor, 
Who won? Me or you? If I'm on top of you, you can't get up. Who won that fight? It's over. <laughs> it's over. That's why wrestling is the best base to have in MMA. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then you'd be on World Star. It'd be really, World really Star. embarrassing. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. I think yesterday there was like a Twitter video of like these two girls just fighting. I don't know. It was random. It was, was like it World a, Star? No, but World Star just reminded me of that. Um, but what about speaking of like the flyweight division in Valentina? Mm -hmm. She's fighting Tyla Santos. Tal yeah, right? Is that, Talia know, Santos. Talia, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um, I still think that Valentina will beat her. Why is she like mm. so much more dominant than the competition? Like why when she fights and defends this belt, she puts on a clinic and the other girls just don't seem to be on the same level as her? Um, I don't know if it's just like um, she's very skilled, obviously, as a um, on on the uh, in her striking department but then she's very strong so she gets the body lock and she does the, that very well and she's very like she 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 does position position um grappling really well like she stays really heavy on top and then she's she's very patient on top and i just don't think that <clears throat> anybody in the in the flyweight division has the jujitsu grappling or anything like that to to be her um like if you look at the division like I don't know any of the. It's kind of similar to like when Ronda was a champion. Like there was no buddy that could beat her in the grappling department. She was so much better than everybody in that department. So I think it's just gonna maybe take somebody that's a little bit better on the ground or wrestling that could, you know, do a little bit better on in that department, and then obviously know how to strike enough to to you know survive there too, right? <laughs> Well, someone that you have a, a win over who's been making a lot of noise in that division is Alexa Grasso, and I think she's coming off her first submission victory in the UFC. Oh, yeah, that was really good. She's known uh, for she, her hands. She uh, beat JoJo, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's a good win for her. It's a good win for her. Yeah. She's been, she's had a few good wins as of late. She's mm -hmm. she's a prospect a lot of people have her eyes on. I guess from your from you watching her, what's the biggest improvements you've seen from when you faced her to where she's at right now? And two-part question is... Do you think that she is a serious contender against Valentina Shevchenko for that title? Um, I really like Alexa, but I just I don't think she's. Um, I think I had answered this last time, right? Yeah. And I still have the same answer, but, but I just don't think that um, that she she'll be. I don't think she'll beat her. I just don't think that um, maybe she doesn't have. I mean, I guess I'd have to fight. Valentina to really understand, right? I, I mean, I've only fought one of them, so I'd have to feel Valentina's strength. Because when I did fight Alexa, I did think that she was like a strong um, girl. I just think that I was levels ahead of her in the grappling department. Like, I would say that <clears throat> she's actually one of the stronger girls that I fought, but I was just a step ahead in the chain. So, like, a lot of times, like, if you watch any of my fights, it's like somebody may be able to f stop my first attack, but my first attack isn't really, like in my head, I don't think, oh, I need to get this on the first try. Cause I already know that I'll chain it together to get a takedown eventually. It's just to get my opponent, um, like 
I don't know how to explain it, like off balance, you know? It doesn't really matter. Like as soon as I get them against the cage, I know that I'm going to figure it out there. Like it's just, I just, it's just a matter of time. So when you do return though, and you said that you want your first fight back to be at flyweight and then go back to straw weight, but Mm -hmm. for the title picture situation, like would you try to aim to fight, you know, to get the straw weight title first Mm -hmm. or the flyweight? Um, I'd probably do, I don't really know. I can't tell you. I have to have my first fight first. Because, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it, it, it probably depends on, like, how I feel. Like, what if I feel really good at, like, flyweight? What if I'm like, oh, man, I feel much better? Because when I do fight at strawweight, um, I do feel not as strong and, like, kind of fatigued a little bit sometimes. Like, I don't know if it's just because I'm not doing my weight cuts that well. But I hired somebody that's going to help me with that. So um, when I do go back to straw weight, I think it might be easier. I guess I I can't tell you yet because I haven't used this person yet. Um, But they're going to help me get down. And hopefully it's going to be a lot better for me. I don't feel super tired in there when I'm fighting. But I know that when I do, you can't tell by my fights. But I do feel not great. (laughs) Is this person like a secret? No. Okay. His name's Andy. Okay. Andy Gelpin. <laughs> but um, will your camps be in Vegas or? Um, so I'm only staying out here because of my knee yeah. right now. So I think my first camp's going to be out here because um, I want to be close by just in case like yeah. anything really like any, any type of trouble comes up with my knee. Like for instance, when my knee started to blow up, I was able, I was already here. So they could, they could help me figure it out. And then they, you know, my doctor's here that did my surgery. So we took pictures and, like, messaged him. And he, like, got back to Heather, like, right away. Like, within a minute of, like, sending the picture, he messaged back. So um, I think, like, it's just better for me to just do this camp here so that I can, like, monitor my knee and make sure that I'm getting, like, all the treatment that I need. And then once, once you know, I, I, um, I feel like I'm good and I have my first camp out of the way, then I'll go probably most likely go back to California. Okay. Yeah. As, as someone who's achieved what you've achieved, uh, <clears throat> Olympic bronze medalist, the ultimate fighter, season 23 winner, undefeated in your MMA career, mm-hmm. um, how do you stay confident through all the setbacks, through all the trials and tribulations of this road to recovery, almost three years out of the UFC now, uh, <laughs> itching to make that comeback? How do you stay positive? Um, well, that's a good question. I don't. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just messing. No, um, I was actually talking to, I don't even know, my brother. I think I was talking to my brother about this. Um, and um, I just I just thought it was funny because I, I told him, like, I was very honest. I was like, it's just hard, you know, always being positive. Like, it's like I have my days, you know what I mean? Like, everybody does. Like, you go through your days where you're really positive and you're motivated. And then there's days where you're just like, this really really sucks you know like and that I mean that's gonna that's just life in general like everybody goes through stuff you know like sometimes we're on top we feel like we're on top of the world and then other days you're just like I don't really know what's going on with life today but you know but um I don't know I think um I think it's kind of one of those things where it's like um it sounds cheesy but it's just like you have to survive right so it's like like I'm just gonna like be like you know what I give up I don't know how to explain it. And then not only that, but, like, this is so ingrained in who I am. Like, I've 
I've been an athlete my entire life. Like I couldn't imagine not doing, you know, a sport. Like when I didn't, um, you know, after I, like I stopped wrestling and stuff and I was um, <clears throat> like I wasn't doing anything and I was just like I had a regular job and stuff. Like I, I felt really depressed because I was like, I'm not, this is not really for me. Like I need to, like I'm, I'm different. Like I need to be, like in terms of di- when I say different, I mean like my mind is so different like than a lot of people. Like it's so it's wired differently, and uh, and I need I need competition in my life or like it just I don't feel right. Um, and you probably feel the same way, but yeah. that's why you're swimming 100%. 16 years later, right? You said 16. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's probably how you feel, and so I I I, I feel the same way. Like I feel like I just need to. Like I need that that competition. Like it's to like, be fulfilled. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like it just, I feel like it feels weird without it, you know. So like the other day, I was having a bad day, and then I was like, my knees kind of swollen, and I was like, I don't really care, because <laughs> I was like, I'm going to MMA grappling, and I'm gonna beat everyone's ass. <laughs> I kid you not. And then I went and I did just that, but. <laughs> but I needed it. It was like I yeah. I literally needed it. I was like on the verge of a break. And then <laughs> and then I looked at my chart and I was like, "Oh, it's around that time of month." <laughs> oh, okay, I got you. I understand. <laughs> but is there anyone uh, in particular that you've been training with specifically? Um, no, I'm, I haven't been training with anybody in speci- uh, specifically, but uh just like the other day I went to Extreme. I, I went there yeah. and did the class there. And then um, I was rolling at 10th Planet for a while. Okay. Um, but I had to take off because my knee was acting up. But I think, you know what, I did really well. Like, I think I just need to be smart about who I go with. And um, I think that's going to be the, the struggle for me. Because, like, me, I like to, like, go crazy a little bit. <laughs> so, like, I, I have to just be calm and, like, maybe go with people that uh, right now especially right now where i'm like just coming back and stuff like where i can fully control everything and stuff like that because like a lot of times like i'll pick the the best person in the room like the best guy and then all of a sudden we're like in hard scrambles and it's just not ideal for like my knee when i'm coming back you know what i mean like because i'm like exploding and doing all this crazy stuff and i'm like i don't need that right now right now i need controlled controlled training you know what I mean like doing all the stuff that I need to but in a controlled manner so that's gonna be the challenge like pull the reins you know because I do everything hard like I'm like uh, everything hard (laughs) (laughs) have you been uh paying attention to the ultimate fighter this season you know what um I haven't I I watched the first episode and then I don't know I just don't really watch TV that often, but I will get to it because I I do I like I like to watch the show and stuff like that. I've watched every show um, since my season, so I will watch it. I think us three are all in the same boat. I we really don't watch much yeah. TV except oh, yeah, really live TV. sports, but I will yeah. catch the Ultimate oh, Fighter. I love, I like I love all life. Did you watch the the basketball game with the Heat and the Celtics? Yeah, and actually, uh, what yeah. do you think about what's his name going up for that three? Instead of the two. Instead of just, you know, maybe just going in, laying it up, like, 
you know, getting that secured too. I mean, let's let's talk about. It. Well, no, I mean, I, I could talk all day about that. I mean, that was my sport growing up. Oh, I, really? I, just, I hate the game now compared to how it was when I was watching it. I grew up watching Michael Jordan, the Chicago Bulls in the mm-hmm. '90s. The kids that play the game now are always settling for these outside shots, these three-pointers. I love Steph Curry. He's changed the game. He's absolutely amazing. Um, He's instant Hall of Famer, Mount Rushmore for guys who have transcended the game 100%. But all all these kids now just want to hit the three. They don't want to go for the easy layup or the easy two. No one's playing the same defense. So you get scores that are like 128 to 125 instead of like 80 to 76, like Uh hard – Hard nosed defense, so like there's not a lot of Dennis Robbins out there. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was supposed oh to gosh. interview Dennis Robin a week and a half ago. What happened? But, uh, what happened in uh in Fort Lauderdale, actually. Oh, yeah, Fort Lauderdale. Actually Hollywood, California. But it was his birthday the other night. Uh, oh, so he was like on a yeah. bender and he slept <laughs> in till like six PM in the afternoon. I was supposed to meet him at his local yeah. spot. What was that uh documentary that they had? What was it called? Uh, the last that. dance. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Did you watch that? That changed. That changed everything for me. I understand Dennis Robbins so much more now. <laughs> He's amazing. He really is. He's one of a kind. <laughs> he is. He went to college at Southeastern Oklahoma State. You can really be found any if you're good enough at any sport. They they'll find you. Yeah. They'll find you. And they that found is crazy. him. Crazy. South East. Southeast Oklahoma. I can't even name it. <laughs> yeah. In the middle of nowhere. There's yes. like. 30 yeah. students. And then one of them is Dennis Rodman. Yeah, and he was like an older college student too. Oh, wow. Yeah, because he didn't like go from high school basketball to college. Right. I think there was a documentary I watched on him too. But always with the hairstyles and uh, yeah. the, the fights. Women. The women. Carmen <laughs> Electra. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he got married while he was wearing like a bridal dress or something like in, in New, York's, New York City. <laughs> I one of a kind. He's an icon. Great fashion. Yeah. He's so, like, it's called fashion. 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 Wait, who was your favorite basketball player? Or do you have a favorite? Um, well, growing up, I did. I, I mean, yeah, because I'm from you California. know California. So Kobe, Kobe was my favorite, yeah. yeah. I yeah, could have guessed that without yeah. even asking you that <laughs> yeah. question. Trick I mean, question. you can't be, like, from California and not love Kobe, right? You know? Yeah. But, like, there was a time where you had to pick between Kobe and Shaq, and I feel like more people ended up signing with Kobe than Shaq. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for sure. The reason why I'm interested in the Ultimate Fighter, too, is because mm-hmm. of the dynamic between uh, Juliana Pena and um, Amanda Nunes. Oh, and what's the dynamic here? Well, they're going to be fighting for the rematch. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, like, on the show, are they, like, respectful? I are feel they talking? like, I guess they're four episodes in that I've seen, maybe five. They're kind of respectful. You haven't kind of. seen much dynamic of those two interacting on camera yet. Oh, okay. But That's they seem pretty cordial. My season, they were not. I no. had uh, Joanna and uh, Claudia. That's where it I was, was leading actually, to this. It's actually very comical. <laughs> what's, what's the best story that didn't make the TV during your season? Um, I don't think there was really anything that, like, I don't know. Like, they aired everything. They aired they everything? They didn't air everything, but... <laughs> like we want to know some there drama. There was nothing that, like, there was no drama in our season, really. None? No. I mean, besides the fact that I did not like Amanda Cooper, there was really no drama. <laughs> well, you took care of business. <laughs> but, what, so... Any feud 
that didn't involve you that stands out now between the girls on the show? There was none, really. The only thing that like happened was like the, in the very beginning, me and Amanda like kind of got like in a like she got m- upset because she was like, "You're going hard," and I was like. Well, I do everything hard. What do you want me to do? <laughs> Very hard. <laughs> so I don't think she liked it. So then I was just like, oh, okay. And then um, I was like, all right, well, then I'll just take it down to like 2% for you then. But, uh, <laughs> but they like seriously take all of your phones? Yep. And you're, you, can't you can't talk to anybody? You can't watch TV. You can't read books. You can't read books? Nope. Just the Bible. Or the Wait, Quran or something. They don't let you take... <laughs> They have to let you read books. No. What? No books. No books. Interesting. They do it because they obviously want you to interact with each other. Oh. Right. Yeah. So, like, if you're frustrated because you can't watch TV, you go and fight with the nearest person. <laughs> Got it. Or you just talk to the nearest person, and then obviously that makes for good TV, right? Yeah. Because then you're telling, oh, yeah, when I was five, I don't know. I ran into a truck and split my head open. This really actually did happen. <laughs> it sounds stupid. I was like, I don't. I was not five. I was probably like eight. But I like was like doing. Cra- I don't know. I was a crazy kid. Well, David split his chin open. Yeah, but that's How because someone pushed me oh. from behind and I cracked my chin open at the side of the kiddie pool. I want to hear about you running into <laughs> a truck. Well, like they had like a truck parked and I was like playing and like I didn't see it. Like I was grabbing stuff and like putting it somewhere else. And I ra- like I ran like I was like grabbed it and like hit my head on the truck. And then I split my head open and then I was like, oh, man, my mom's going to be mad because she's going to have to take me to the hospital. <laughs> So that was my only concern was that my mom was going to be upset. <laughs> not that my head was I was I was like debating not going in and showing her. I was like, I wonder if I could hide this. Wow. It'd be a tough 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 thing to hide. Yeah. You need a big hat or headband. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. She was bound to find it eventually. <laughs> yeah. But circling back to the ultimate fighter though. Mhm. So in the rematch, Juliana versus Amanda, who do you think wins that one? That's actually a good question. I don't know. That one's really hard for me. I think Juliana did a really good job at splitting. I don't know if they're going to come back with a better game plan Um, because Amanda was throwing, like, you know, Amanda throws looping shots. I don't know if they're going to learn from this and uh, maybe recognize that they're going to go and stop throwing the overhands. Because Juliana was was throwing her cross, not a looping shot, so it was getting it was hitting Amanda, so she was matching her in the boxing. She was probably hitting her first, and it was throwing the power off from Amanda. Because obviously, when you hit somebody first, it throws the power off a little bit. So she was splitting shots really well, and then uh, I think it like obviously fatigued Amanda, and then Amanda. You haven't really seen Amanda get tested very often. And when you have, um, she lost. Like, I think she got tested against... Uh, the cat? Cat. Yeah, cat Singana. And that's the last time I think I even seen her in, like, any type of war or trouble, I think. Can you name another fight? I mean, every time I've seen her, she just beats the living yeah. head Yeah, out she of blitzes. Anybody. Like, we were there when she... She beat Cyborg yeah. in the forum, yeah. blitzed her. I was there too. The cage and- I was literally in shock. Like, 
I was like, my mouth was open for like 20 minutes. I was like, what is happening right now? That was crazy. And what's so crazy about that card is literally the week before, because of the John Jones Picogram situation, mm. they moved the entire card from Vegas to California. That's oh, crazy. Oh, yeah, I remember. Yeah. And I, I, like, it was cool. It worked out for me because I went. Yeah. So <laughs> it was a, it was an awesome card. Like, I, I don't know. I've been, I've been to a lot of great fights. Like, I've seen a lot of great fights. What's the best one you went to in person that you weren't fighting on? September card? 25th. The fight I was actually supposed to fight. I was actually supposed to fight Roxanne, and I got injured. I hurt my knee, and I don't know. Like, I'm glad I went to it, <laughs> but I definitely wish I was fighting. <laughs> the September was that Volkanovski Ortega. Mm -hmm. That was great. We were there yeah, for that one that too. Was it was just um, almost like a different. That was fight of the year. energy. Like um, Nick Diaz fought yes. Bobby Lawler. Right. Yeah. So that alone alone brought like a lot of energy. There were so many people from California because it's so close to Vegas. And obviously a lot of people from California are huge Nick and Nate fans. Right. So people came down from there to support. And um, <clears throat> and then uh, we had the Volkanovski. Well, obviously insane fight because one, it was like Volkanovski got out of what, two or two, two. Two, really tight. Two really yeah. like one triangle, which Brian Ortega is known for, and then what a guillotine. Yeah, the guillotine was I really, really tight. thought I was confused. I was like, how? I'm still I still don't know how. He I was need like to gurgling. watch this again. You could like, see I the phone coming out. What, I was like, what's happening? And then he got a full on triangle. Still don't know. Like I have to watch it again to understand how he even got out that too. So Actually, like a week after that that fight, maybe a few days, he came on the podcast and we got we got pretty hammered. We drank oh, a yeah. lot, and uh, <laughs> he didn't even know how he got out. He was just he was like in the zone where he was thinking about his kids yeah. and his legacy and everything, and he just wiggled out of it and it's found amazing. a way. Championship mentality. Wait, which one did he say was the tightest one? Did I think he's talking about the guillotine. Yeah. 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 It's crazy. Well, I'm like, he's like, I wiggled out of it. I'm like, but you didn't fall asleep first? <laughs> like, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> right. He found a way. He just found found a pocket. There's a guy a that I know that's like that. He, like, somehow, I swear this dude breathes out of his ears. <laughs> like, I'm like, it's like a full-on guilty. I'm like, how? How? Everybody else would be like, tap. This guy's, I don't know. They're not asleep, yeah. Um, <laughs> Nick Diaz, he recently called out. Kamara Usman. I'm not sure if you saw that. How do you feel about Nick Diaz coming from that Robbie Lawler fight to fighting Usman for the championship belt? That's a little extreme, huh? <laughs> I almost laughed. No, I did. I'm, I, I don't really know what's going on. Why? Like, why does he think he deserves it? Well, There's so many more. Like, who? Who? I'd rather see him uh, hums up versus Kamara before I see that fight. Well, I mean, I think he didn't even win the fight. How you no, <laughs> but it's just like Nate Diaz calling out the top guys too. Nate Diaz has called out Hamzat, oh, his brother. I don't know. I love it. I love the Diaz brothers. You got to respect yeah. it. They're the best. But I don't. Th I don't. I don't think that he's gonna beat 
Kamaru. No, but you have to respect how fearless they are and mm -hmm. through all the shit they've gone through in this sport. Right. You know, uh, there's so many things you can say about the, the ups and downs, the ebbs and flows, the respect. I just the love their attitude. They're funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so funny. But I'm still dope. I don't know. I mean, sure. I mean, if you really, I don't know. Like, I, I, it's, it's not going to. I don't know. What do you think is going to happen in that fight if they fight? Well, first off, gonna... going, I don't think they're going to ever fight. So I don't even know if it's worth entertaining. What it was if he just, just a fun beats thing. Him? <laughs> I don't think that fight ever happens. But with Usman, I think he needs to get his hands straight. I think everyone was saying he'd be back in July and he'd be defending against Leon. And then he Wait, said, when's the last time he's fought? Madison Square yeah. Garden. We were there. I think it was the end of November. Yes, it was November. Oh, November. Yes. Yeah. Because then Colby fought oh Jorge in March. Yeah, yeah, that fight, that fight happened. Yeah. So what does that mean? Um, if he won that fight, like, who are they gonna have Colby fight next? Well, so the, so yeah, well, I could get into all. We could have this whole conversation. Yeah. I think Colby's <laughs> in a situation where he can't do anything until this legal situation's legal figured out with him and Masvidal, because he can't get into a fight legally. I don't think because. With the charges, the felonies against Masvidal and, and talking about brain trauma, the optics of going into the octagon and then fighting someone again when you have this ongoing investigation. Wait, did he really? He he got like, did he get hurt? Well, he pressed charges. He's pressed charges. I mean, no, he, but like, did he get hurt in the what? What happened? Like what? I like, I know he got attacked. Yeah. But I don't know like the severity of the attack. I think the severity of the attack is kind of murky, the details. But what I do know is he was at a steak restaurant. Masvidal knew he's at the steak restaurant. He's on a full belly. He walks out. <laughs> he gets ambushed and he gets sucker punched. I think he got connected twice in the face. And, you know, he's not expecting it. He's not in right. training camp mode. Like, mm -hmm. he's not expecting to get punched. What I've heard is his tooth got chipped. So his tooth got all messed up, and there might be damage to his Rolex, or some say it's a fake <laughs> Rolex or whatever, like 50000 90000 to it or whatever the heck, 15000 I don't know how much money damage, but um, he got punched in the face a couple of times, and a chipped tooth was, was the extent I've heard. He's pressing charges. I think uh, I can't see him fighting until that's done. I would like to see him fight Poirier at 170 pounds. Or Hamzat or Gilbert Burns. But I don't think he's going to fight any of them until he, this is done. Did he fight Gilbert Burns already? He's never fought Burns. No. Oh. It's a great fight, right? Yeah. That is a good fight. But so I would love to see that fight. I'd love to see that fight too. But Usman, I don't think he's going to be ready till the fall. If you're going to have to wait. Wait, what's wrong with his hand? He had to get surgery. He, I don't think he can make a whole closed fist. He had like ligament damage around his thumb. From, a, from the fight? I think he's had he's had it ongoing for a few fights, but I think the last fight kind of was the breaking point. Enough is enough, and he had to get it repaired. Mm. So, Leon Edwards, right? Everyone oh, talks yeah, about yeah, Leon yeah. Edwards waiting for a title fight. <laughs> Poor guy. Poor guy. But I feel bad for him because I'm like I'm like yeah, well, Gilbert Burns, Hamza, <laughs> even Nate Diaz or Nick Diaz. I'm like. Completely forgot about Leon Edwards. <laughs> completely forgot about Leon I'm Edwards. Sorry. Everyone does, but My I, I he one hundred percent deserves great. to be fighting for a yeah. title. Uh why not an interim title, him and Hamza Chamayev? Then the winner fights Usman. If Usman's gonna be out for longer. Uh, who who was Hamzat's last Oh Gilbert, Gilbert Oh Burns. well that okay. Yeah. I think that would be a good fight then. Cause I mean, he got tested in that fight. Oh yeah. 
Yeah. Some people thought Gilbert won. I thought Hamza edged him out a little bit mm-hmm. with damage and significant strikes, but I'll tell you what, he's still crazy. Like oh, he's yeah. like, like, n- like not crazy in a bad way, crazy in a great way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like Volkanovski, he's crazy. Yeah. In a good way. <laughs> he's so well rounded. Yeah. So well rounded. Like that's the thing though. He's well rounded, but then he has the the craziness to like go through a war. You know what I mean? I yeah. think if he beats Max Holloway this upcoming fight for a third time, uh-huh. I think he's the greatest featherweight of all time. Well, I called it the first time I've ever seen him fight. Which, which fight was the first time Chad you ever saw Chad Mendes. Yeah, that was a big one. I was one. like, he's going to be the champion. And ever since then, then he became crazy. champ. Well, is there a particular fighter right now that you look at and you're like, you know what, he or she is going to be champion? Mm. In in the in the UFC, yeah. Mm. Uh, I don't know. Like I did think that about. Uh, I thought about. I thought that about Brian Ortega when I first saw him fight too, and he's had a couple, a couple of uh, title shots. And he's had, well, the first one was not great. But the second one, he had a chance. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe if he changes. He did uh, a really good job after the Max Holloway fight. Yeah. Uh, like, he took a long time off. Right. Yeah. But he completely, like, like dedicated himself in, in, in certain ways that he probably wasn't before. So it made it made a difference like he was able to beat korean zombie yeah the striking clinic yeah. he put on against zombie yeah that was, was great. amazing yeah he made a lot of great cha- changes well what about like for example in the lightweight division mm-hmm. islam and a lot of people oh yeah he's gonna be champ yeah do that's you, who i think is do you champ. think he beats charles Oliver? oh yeah i do yeah yeah i think there i don't think anybody's gonna beat him i think uh I think his grappling. There's not many people that I watch uh, that like I'll watch their grappling and be like, "This is exactly what I would do," and he's actually one of those those uh, grapplers where I like, like I watch their grappling and I'm like, while I'm watching the grappling, I'm like impressed by every step that they're doing because like I, obviously I wrestled my entire life, yeah. so like I I know that that aspect of it and like I know what I would do and I'm like, oh okay, this is like, and like positional stuff, like it's like very good positional stuff where it's like so like i know that once they get those positional positions those um once they get those positions they're gonna be fine like they're gonna they're gonna dominate in those positions and he's really good at doing that like he won't force anything like he's making sure that everything's like tight and like i don't know i don't even know how to explain it there's a lot of people like you see those fights where like they're like um (laughs) They're losing position every like they're like kind of rolling around and you're just like what's happening here like that's the kind of grapple you don't want to see because they're just making a lot of mistakes. So you think, um, like you said, you think he beats Charles? Yes, I do. Do you think he beats Benil? Yes, absolutely. I don't even think that Benil has a chance against him. Wow, everyone underestimates him. Yeah, I mean seven fight win streak. Well, I've seen. I've seen them both go. I mean, I've, I've seen them both fight. 
I've seen them both grapple. Yeah. I don't know. I just don't. Uh, there's. I don't see it at all. Well, um, and they're gonna fight. Which one? Who? They're gonna fight again. Uh, Benil and. I don't know. I feel like that situation's turning into an RDA Islam situation where they get booked. It doesn't happen. It falls out. They get booked. It doesn't happen. I'm not counting out RDA as well. I mean, one last push for a former champion in the division. Yeah. Uh, two young guys, though. They have a huge fight coming up. Maybe too soon. You want to see them in the top five. And I think both these guys are top five in the making. Mateus Gamrot and Armand Sarukian. And Armand's, Armand's Sar- good. Armand's yeah, great. Good, his yeah. only loss in the UFC it's, it's, was Islam. Islam took yeah. it on short notice. His first UFC it fight. It was a good fight. Short notice. And I feel like he's got the strength and he's developing the skill set to challenge Islam down the line. He yeah. might. He has a he has a good shot. I, th- I do think so. But uh, I don't know. We'll see. He's a really good grappler. Like I was very surprised like watching that fight. Um, how great his grappling was. For sure. Like, he has really good grappling. I don't know if he was a wrestler. Did he wrestle growing up? Yeah, he's got he's got the background. Oh, okay. That makes more sense. Well, on the note of good wrestlers, mm-hmm. one of David's co-hosts on one of his shows, Triple C and Schmo Show, Henry Cejudo, Henry Cejudo oh. wants to come back. He does? Yeah. He's, he's in the USADA pool. He's been tested twice since he's declared the comeback. Oh, okay. He wanted Volkanovski to go yeah. up. To, to be C4, 145. Yeah, C4. Do you he think he would be Volkanovski well, first if off, he fought him? Well, he's got to fight Aljamain or the winner of Aljamain, TJ Dillashaw, at 135 first. Oh, I want to see that so badly. Aljamain, TJ? No, I just want to see Henry fight at 135. I don't even want to see him really. like. You don't want to see him at 145. I mean, I do because it's like obviously interesting. Like, Will he win? But I really want to see him like just shake up the 135 division again. Yeah. Because it's it's just like there's so many like there's good there's good guys there and stuff like I just want to see it like I just want to see how it all plays out you know. You envision Henry holding a gold strap again in the UFC? I don't know. Yeah, he could. I mean, yeah. That just means like is he is he is he going to beat Aljamain Sterling? Or I'm I'm trying to word this carefully. Is he going to be Eljamain Sterling or T.J. Dillashaw a second time, but this time at 135? That's what it would mean because I feel like one of those two guys are they going to fight next? Are they going to not do the Yan? The the Yan fights Yan with who? Yan and Sterling. They did that fight. No three. Oh no! Three? It's I don't think they're. Gonna You're go like away. they did that, but you're, oh, like, yeah. you're not an MMA fan. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, but you're saying a third fight? Yeah. No, they're not going to do a third fight. At least really? not right now. I think Jan's got to got to win a couple more before that opportunity arises again. Who do you think won that fight? I don't know. I um. I don't remember. I'd have to watch that again too. <laughs> It's so much different watching They're a fight so on TV close. and then being there in person because yeah, you're looking yeah. at different things. Right, yeah. And even like when you're when you're watching in in person, like it's like like the the crowd, crowd. and the yeah. like you know, the sound effects and like I don't know how to explain it. It's just it's a lot more violent in person. Yeah. Like people watch this on TV, they don't even grasp like the atmosphere. Yeah, and, and like the like when you watch it in person you can hear like people's heads like 
I don't even know. I mean, you guys have seen it live. Yeah. Yeah. You can hear their heads like get hit with like. Yeah. We impact. heard we heard Chris Weidman's oh leg gosh. shatter yeah. on the kneecap. You of, were there. Yes. Yeah. Of Uriah Hall. Oh, that was brutal. Gosh. Brutal. Yeah. I would have thrown it. I throw. I would have. Yeah. Thrown it out. <laughs> it looked like Jello. Uh, at the end. Yeah, that was hard. That to was watch. brutal. It's different too because we we're just at AEW Pro Wrestling and and they got like sound effects underneath the ring in the mats. They got cushion and everything yeah. for landing. Microphones. It's like microphones to add to the theatrics. For MMA, it's just that nice hard canvas and a cage, right? <laughs> Man, it's it's brutal. I remember um, there was one, for some reason in particular, there was this fight in Fresno. And um, like, all, like all the fights for some reason, like it put me in like in a weird mood. Like I was like, just like there was like, this, I think it was because one guy just really got like he was he really got beat up and I could hear like every single punch and like just like I was like this fight needs to be over I feel sick to my stomach <laughs> and then I think Aljamain got knocked out that fight too and it was like Against, a, um, a uh, long Marlon Marais he was out for a long time that was the and only time he's been like, knocked out there was a couple more fights too and I was like this card is brutal I don't even know like <laughs> I was ready to go home at the end. <laughs> People think like because I'm an MMA fighter, you know, like I don't know. I don't know how I, I don't know how Dana does it every fight card. Will you be at International Fight Week to watch? <sighs> I hope so. Yeah. We'll see. Hopefully I can get tickets. <laughs> yeah, hopefully they forget about you too soon, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I really wanna who's fighting on that card? Uh, main event is Izzy versus Jared Cannonier. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And That's then, soon. Yeah, yeah. That's super like soon. and uh, your fellow Extreme Couture member uh, Sean Strickland against Alex <laughs> Pereira. Uh, what do you think is going to be his uh, game plan for that fight? Uh, he's going to have to wrestle. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He's going to have to, as he calls it, um, forego doing the man dance. And uh, he's gonna have. Is that to what he calls it? Calls have you spoken to him about it yet? Uh, we've we've spoken a few times. He's he's quite Even the character. Even the other day, yeah. he's quite the character. What did he say? Uh, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> what can we talk? What we need to bleep everything? Else? Yeah. <laughs> what could, what did he say that we can repeat on this podcast? I'm not sure. <laughs> I thought you said it was uncensored. It is, but um. We don't want to get canceled. <laughs> We don't want to get canceled. <laughs> yeah, what what do you think of Sean? <laughs> I just I like to be nice. So I'm just oh, like, yeah. it's like I'm Switzerland. It's <laughs> a good Got way to put it. it. Yeah. yeah. And Volkanovski's fighting Holloway. That's three. right. That's what it is. Oh yeah. wow. Co main event. Is that like is that card stacked from Yeah. And Misha Tate. Her flyweight debut will be against Lauren Murphy on that card. Mm. It's a she, great card. She's been at Extreme Couture. Yeah, yeah Have yeah. you run into her? Oh, I see her. I see her sometimes, yeah. yeah. Um, maybe we can be training partners or something when I come out here. When I start camp and stuff. We'll see. That would be good. Yeah. Yeah, we hope to see you back in yeah. September. Yeah, hopefully. Just not Paris. Yeah. Just definitely not <laughs> Paris. I was like, I hope it's at the apex. <laughs> and, and no one in particular, you just anybody at this point. I think I need to see kind of like where the, where, the where is everything, like, you know what I mean? Like what's happening at the time. Because yeah. 
I know there's a couple cards that are coming up and I just don't know how they're gonna play out you know what I mean so like for instance the Misha fight and the Lauren Murphy fight maybe a winner of that one um unless like they give her a shot after but I don't know how that works but they're not gonna give you a I put in brackets because it's the UFC uh, tune-up fight. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't really know what they're gonna give me, but <laughs> um, I wouldn't mind, you know, that those either of those two. Like, I don't, Lauren I don't think Murphy that's, I don't. Misha. I wouldn't consider any of those two opponents a tune-up fight. No. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. So then, uh, either those two or. Um, I know Jessica I was supposed to fight but who was she supposed to fight she was supposed to fight Casey yeah. O'Neill Casey also trains at Extreme yeah. but got injured yeah. so then she's fighting Macy, Macy Barber. Barber oh she's fighting Macy Barber yeah I could fight either of those two either or uh, as well so I a mean lo- a lot of options yeah 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 I feel like I could I could fight anybody there that'd be I would like it I would like any of those fights, really. Yeah. I think for you, you're one performance away of being right back into the mix. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder how that would work, too, though. Like, if I get a win at 125 and then go back down to 115, like, how that would work. Henry always talked about, when we always talk about GOAT and stuff like that, he says, it's everyone who becomes a champion, they always go up to the higher weight division. Right. But he thinks, like, a true GOAT status would be, getting a championship belt at a higher weight class and going down and getting the belt at the lower weight class afterwards. Oh, is that how that works? That's what he said. That's what he says. The triple C. (laughs) Well, we'll see how this works out. Let's see how I feel at 125 first. Let's see how my knee feels and stuff. And then we'll go from there. But either way, I feel like I'll do well at both weight classes. You know, I don't feel like I'm going to... I think I'll do well, but um, but there are a lot of interesting matchups at 115 too. Like they have um, Wally, yeah. Joanna. I could fight any of those. Um, who's that? Um, Jessica that girl, Andrade. Who, Jessica Andrade, Marina Rodriguez. Yeah, Mackenzie there's so many Dern. people. Yeah, Mackenzie Dern. Um, Man, that would be there's, an entertaining fight between you two. There's so with many. With her jiu-jitsu and your wrestling. I know. There's so many fights, though. Like, I feel like there's not a shortage of people to fight. No. And they all, like, I really do want to fight. This sounds weird, but I really do want to fight. Like, before she retires, I want to fight Joanna. Yeah. Yeah. I feel good. like that would be a good fight just because she's, like, you know, she has pretty good, uh, like, takedown defense and stuff. So, like, I want to, I just want to. And, like, obviously she's a former champion. Like, I don't explain it. But, yeah, I think it would be a good fight. It would be, it'd be fun. And, like, I think they had mentioned that after my Nina answer our fight. They're like, oh, you know, it would be a good fight is her versus Joanna. So if you were in the position to fight for a title, would you rather fight if Joanna hypothetically was the champion and Valentina is hypothetically the champion, would you rather fight Joanna at 115 than Valentina at 125 if you had a position to choose? If I what? Sorry. If you, if it was up to you, uh-huh. and you could fight for a title, uh-huh. one fifteen or one twenty-five, you just said you would love to fight Joanna one day. Would yeah. you rather fight Joanna because she would be the one fifteen champ if she was holding the belt? I think she'll retire first, so I want to fight her first. Cause like you know how she was okay. gone for a while. Yeah. 
and then she came back. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I just feel like, like, I feel like if someone beats her, she'll probably be like, yeah. Like, I don't know how to explain it. She'll just be like. That, that could be, that could be a possibility. Yeah. So I feel like I got to get in there before she decides, eh, I don't want to fight no more. Because I feel like Valentina, I saw an interview, she's like, I'm going to do this till I'm 50. So then I was like, okay, she'll be around for a while. The Tom <laughs> I could, Brady. I could yeah. win, yeah. I could win like the one fifteen pound division and then go up like as soon as because I know she's not gonna just be like, I'm tired of fighting. Like I could go do movies and be a model. Like she's not gonna. I don't think she's gonna do that. I don't think she has any interest. Like Joanna does. Like she's like, I'd rather go. I don't know what she does. She does. She's like, like a race car, Formula One race car driver now too, or something. She what? like races cars. She does. She does stuff. Stuff. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, she took a couple of years off after that Wei Lee fight. This will be your first time in the octagon since that 2019 fight. Yeah. Not as long as a layoff as you, but kind of close. Yeah. So she just does. She just want like she was just kind of tired of it, or she didn't want to fight in front of no fans during this whole COVID situation. Okay. And um, but there's have there's been fans for a while. Now. There's been fans for a while. I just think timing and opponent. Like yeah. she didn't want just anybody. She wanted a fight at the top and this is the best opportunity to fight at the top she yeah. wanted that rematch all the way in singapore i don't think the location was ideal <laughs> like, i don't think the location's ideal for any of us we're not in singapore but uh we're gonna watch it i'm like i, I can't imagine like having to go being my first fight back and going all the way to singapore that's so far yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Fuck>. <laughs> what were we gonna say no um, Singapore. Uh, what are your? <laughs> we've been going at it for a little over an hour. Do you have any final thoughts you want to leave all the Tatiana Suarez fans out there? Oh, um, I mean, I don't really. Thank you for supporting me. I love all my fans, and uh, that's. It. I never really say much about. I don't know. I get. I get kind of shy. Like overall they, conver they conversation, you. I can have, and then I get nervous when I have to like say things. Like they're like, "Do any sponsors you want to thank?" I'm like, "I want to thank my mom." <laughs> I don't know. I'm just get shy about that stuff. But yeah, it just um, I just want to thank all the fans, and hopefully, will catch me in September, preferably not in Paris. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> Episode 103 of the Schmozone podcast. We are out. Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig. Inspiring kid confidence.